Did you guys know that Taylor Swift has a framed picture of Kanye West interrupting her at the 2009 MTV Video Music Awards in her living room? It's actually captioned, life is full of little interruptions. Or that before shooting the Friends pilot episode, Jennifer Aniston actually turned down being a regular cast member on Saturday Night Live. Did you also know that we have a Patreon and a YouTube channel? That's right, we're actually on YouTube now. Not every episode's on there quite yet, but we are systematically working to add all of our previous episodes as quickly as we can. If you guys want to support us, we'd love you forever. You can find the links to the supports for the website, the Patreon, and the YouTube in our links below and the episode descriptions. But honestly, for now, I really just hope you guys enjoy this episode. I don't know. Yeah, it's like they don't look it's I don't know. I just really get not wanting to watch stuff that's like old and shitty looking like that drove me crazy our whole time through the 80s. Right. I was like, I hate these movies. Like This is like so hard to watch Um, (laughs) if you don't have nostalgia for it. Yeah. Looking at you. Never ending story. Oh, I hated it. Although we did pull back to the future and Karate Kid out of the 80s. So that was pretty great. Yeah, but those were that's different. Those were amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Those are different. I liked those. Oh, yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's not how that happens. Uh, it totally is. wrap it up let's get started i had a story to tell (laughs) um all right all right guys we're back for uh our return to the jurassic park franchise but not uh but not as intimate this time there's a lot more people in this one and i completely forgot about that yeah there's a lot of characters there's a lot of shit going on um it's pretty crazy it's pretty middling but it's also like one of the mm. better Jurassic Park movies, weirdly. It's like hard to everything after the first one is gets gets weird. It, it's just kind of like a hodgepodge of like this this it, you know what it is? It's moments per movie. Mm-hmm. It's not movies, it's moments in each movie. Yeah, and they every Jurassic Park movie just tries to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And what works so well yeah. about the first one is how contained it is. Like it's mm-hmm. it's no pun intended. Yeah. Um, but we're here for the Lost World Jurassic Park. Um, tell us about it, Scott. Who's who's behind this one? Oh my god, I super will. So, fun fact for you guys, Steven Spielberg, after filming Schindler's List and Jurassic Park, took a massive sabbatical and didn't come back to directing until this movie. So, directed by Steven Spielberg, it was written by David Cope, based on the second half of the Jurassic Park book. Michael Crichton wrote and the additional book, the lost world, which that's where everything stops by the way. Cause we are going to talk about the sequels. Eventually Jurassic park three is not based off anything <laughs> Michael Crichton has ever worked on. Needless to say, no, the lost world is yeah. the last thing that Michael Crichton did within this franchise. But interestingly, and we'll talk about it more in the rumor requirement, but a lot of what's in this movie is from the original yeah. Jurassic Park book and a lot of what's in Jurassic Park is from the Lost World book like they they swap out uh, and move things around quite a lot from the original source material yes they knew uh, sans Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler this time we are 
led the way through this dino adventure by Jeff Goldblum, Julianne Moore, and Vince Vaughn. Who's great in this, by the way. I love Vince Vaughn. I, dude, I actually almost cheered I, when I saw him. I was like, oh, yeah. That's right. I completely forgot. And it's also, also, what's his name from uh, from the West Wing? Is so that's what I was about to say. For those of you who are fans of West Wing, Toby is in this Full pun intended for half the movie. Oh. Uh, And I actually forgot his name. Let me go back up here. I can fucking tell you. Uh, Richard Schiff. Yes. He's really great in this, too. It's like a really star-studded cast, and Spielberg directed it, and John Williams is doing the music. Yeah, he is. Jeff Goldblum's here. Like, it has all the makings of greatness, and in a lot of ways, it is great. Like, I don't dislike any part of this movie, but... It just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't land. It just doesn't. Yeah. There are. Um, I'm really glad that we're doing this then because there are a lot of things in this movie that I'm like, that's so fucking stupid. A lot of it is incredibly stupid. Yeah. And a lot of it works really, really well. And that's true. The characters are great. I like watching everyone interact and I, I will talk. So we're going to get into it. Let's. Yeah. Let's, what's this about? Yeah. Let me, uh, let us, let me read us a plot. It's <laughs> been a few years since our heroes each signed an NDA and tried to put the original dino disaster behind them. But surprise, there's another Island with all different dinosaurs and it's entirely unmonitored and apparently open access for the billionaire class. When Woo. the word gets out about site B Hammond sends a research team to make sure, sh- Make a case to protect the not-so-gentle giants. They're not alone, though. InGen is sending their own team to capture some dinos and bring them back to San Diego because capitalism. And uh, this plot is totally unhinged, but it's still one of the better installments, so let's go. Yeah. (laughs) It is crazy what this is about, though, isn't it? Like, it's the whole, the dynamic here is nuts. And it's crazy how much it sets up the Jurassic World franchise with this whole, like, do we protect the dinosaurs do we not protect the dinosaurs is like such a big part of the plot it's so that was actually my favorite part about this movie is like jurassic world did a great job of taking this minor plot point because it really doesn't it's not the movie is not about this in any way once they actually get to the island it's not about like we should protect the dinosaurs no it's we should probably get julianne moore and her fucking idiotic team out of here because yeah they're great they're all cool and docile now but wait and then engine shows up and is like, we've been here before, but not really. We know what dangerous animals are. LOL. <laughs> but I do, I do like that. They were like, it's all about animal preservation and conservation. And that's basically the ball they ran with in dominion. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to see that kind of like that through line, get a payoff a little bit more. Also, you can find this on Peacock. I wasn't just joking about that earlier. No, it actually is streaming on Peacock. It is on Peacock. Uh, That's actually the only place that you can get it for free. But uh, except for Dominion, I believe the entire series is on Peacock. I thought they were on uh, HBO for a long time. I thought they were too. Maybe that just changed, you know, when Max Max. became Max. Max. Um, (laughs) So dumb. Um, what, let's go to the timeline. Let's find out what's still happening in 1997. 
Yeah, it is. It is still 1997, and it will be for a couple more installments of mm-hmm. Behind the Timeline. Um, for historical context, Dolly the sheep is the first successfully cloned mammal. Woo! Princess Diana is killed in a car crash. Not woo. We did mention in the Titanic episode, but I thought it was worth putting that back in in one that's not out of order because it was such a big deal. Yeah, um, we did kind of also just gloss over it. Yeah, in Titanic. I mean, yeah, we had a lot to say in Titanic, so worth yeah. stopping there to mention that. Um, and then Madeleine Albright becomes the first female Secretary of State in the U.S. Hell yeah, get a girl. Mm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is basically even across the tomato meter and the audience score. At the tomato meter, fifty four percent. And the audience score is 51. And I'm I'm inclined to agree. I would put this at about a, a This is an F. This is the they're giving this an F. I think this is a low score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, actually I kind of I think it deserves like I'm going to rate it higher than this. Like 50 is low. It's it's a lot lower than I expected. It it does kind of seem low. And I think it's because it takes a what you know what it is. It's because the story is just like so much blown open now. Like it's not just like oh there were only three people in the car. That one dude died in the bathroom. It's like holy shit, dude! All those guys are dead. So many people die in this movie. Yeah, it's huge. It, it's a uh, it's a little out of control. There's two T Rexes and it's got there's like- two technically three, but yeah, right. <laughs> and ghost raptors. And ghost raptors. Yeah. This I'll whole, explain that later, but it's crazy. Um, but this movie did get nominated for best visual effects uh, for the 1998 awards and lost, I believe, to Titanic, right? And we yes, established this, yeah. And the English Patient wins Best Picture. Frasier and Law and Order win the Emmys. Yeah, um, Frasier. Financially, this thing did really well, though. It, it's like the precursor to Star Wars and Transformers. And all of those where it's like, that's a really shitty movie. And it somehow just made like $800 million. Like what the fuck dude? Yeah. Yeah. Like last Jedi is arguably the most divisive movie ever created by human beings or monkeys, depending on who you decide wrote that. And it made over a billion dollars. Like, come on, dude. Well, because it doesn't matter if it's good or bad, if it has IP behind it. That's why they do these franchises. And I think that's what everybody was banking on with this was like, dude, you got to go and see it and decide for yourself. Like, is this a good movie? Is this a shitty well, movie? No one had any reason to expect it to be bad. Jurassic yeah. Park was a phenomenon. Everyone loved it. It was incredible. Just like people mm-hmm. and Spielberg's back. It's not as though it was picked yeah. up. Like, it's the original team. Gold Bloom's in it. Like, there was no reason to believe that this wouldn't be great. Uh, so of course it made a lot of money. It made 229 million on a budget of 73 and was the Mm -hmm. second highest grossing of 97 after men in black. So it did really, really, really well. Yeah. I do like that. A completely new property beat this. And I think that is very telling of like what the franchise that men in black would grow up to be. And like, the lessons that they would have to learn that they super didn't for Jurassic Park three. Yeah. The first men in black movie was great. It is a great movie. We're not covering it. Yeah. We're not planning to cover it, but if anyone would like us to just send in a request, support us on Patreon, mm-hmm. all the things, you know, all of the, things. Go to the website, put in a request, the timeline, 
uh, if you guys want to see Men in Black, because we are, again, PSA, not planning to. And then sequels and remakes. I mean, I think we all know this. This is the second out of six. There's one more in the original trilogy, and then there's the Jurassic World trilogy that Mm -hmm. came out many, many years later. Um, Let's go to the movie. I think that wraps it up. I'm like, we all know this shit, right? Yeah, everybody knows this. We've been here, all right? Bruce Wayne's parents are killed behind the theater, and Uncle Ben dies, all right? We've been here before. Let's not do it again. What I think is interesting that we start with is the way that this movie opens. Yeah. First of all, I completely forgot about this opening, and this is not what we're talking about, but I do just feel like it's important to mention (laughs) right out the gate, fucking almost child mutilation is how this movie starts. Like it, it quickly pans to the left so you don't see what's going on. But after finding out what happens to the dude later with the compiomimus, 100% this child is probably never taking school pictures ever again. Said that she's fine. She was injured, but she's fine. Uh Uh-huh. It's fine. She's fine. Everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. (laughs) I mean, Hammond's the one that says it. And for fun fact for you guys, if you guys don't remember from our first episode of Jurassic Park, that's actually how Hammond dies in the book. Yeah, he dies by compi attack in the first Jurassic Park book. Uh, and we get to see that swapped in with the other guy. And actually, the way that that guy dies by compies later in the movie is like exactly how Hammond dies. Mm-hmm. He's very like hubrisly, if that's a word, um, is yes. like walks away and is just like, I'm just going to go get some water. Or I'm just going to go do this. Like everything in my park is great, even though it's like towards the end Falling of the apart. story when that happens for Hammond. Like he doesn't die yeah. early in the story. And uh, he gets eaten by compies. So it was like really similar. We're just like with all this like gusto is like, oh, I'm just going to go do this. It's no big deal. No one's worried about being here and just gets yep. destroyed. Who cares? Um, but yeah, the opening of this is crazy. Like I, I first of all, we have that incident on the island with the, the billionaires who just like can roll up to the island. Like there's yeah. nothing preventing people from just going there yeah. for lunch. What the fuck? They just stop. And like, that's exactly the setup too. It's like, they were just out sailing and they stop right here. And there's all these like servants around, like waiting on them. And there's like tables and like tables, there's snacks and food and everything everywhere. And like the girl is eating a turkey sandwich and she, that's why the copies come towards her. Yeah. It's because they have, she has this food. So it's not just like this, like, oh, we happened upon this or the boat's broken down or something like, no, they're there on purpose. And the fact that there's yeah. no like Coast Guard patrol, there's no military, anything. No signage. Yeah. Nothing. Just it actually reminds of me of an episode of Succession. Uh, of course it does. That every time I see that episode, I'm like, oh, man, the compies are probably here, though. Like, it's very <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you might this maybe isn't where you want to stop. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so that bit's crazy, but then the next the next part of the opener where it like cuts to black, which all of the movies do all the movies open up like this. I think the first, the first three do. Yeah. Yeah, the first three do. Yeah, because shoot her goes right into black and it does that. This one is when the mom screams and then it goes to black. And then the next one is the the family that they ultimately go to rescue, right? Who are yeah. parasailing. It starts with them, and then they're the plot later. Oh, the 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 boyfriend and the son. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember, but it is something similar at the start of the third one. So yeah, they kind of always do this. 
Yeah, the third one they're parasailing, and then the boat flies or like it sails through fog, and then it comes out, and the boat's destroyed. And there's blood everywhere, yeah. and there's no fucking explanation at all. And it's like the yeah, dude, the 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 ghost raptors, which we will talk yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, but I really, really like after the sort of smash to black here. This is my favorite part of the movie. I really like getting the background on what's going on with Ingen. Um, And like hearing about like, what are the real world consequences of what happened at Jurassic Park? Because that movie is so contained and you don't get really any indication of what happens afterwards or what the real world implication of it is. And I love how subtly they do it here. We're like Goldblum's on the subway and people are recognizing him. And like, it's so like they're the fact that they all sign an NDA, like even, yeah. and they say even Lex and Tim and they're like, leave them out of it. And like, you know, they came home and had a fucking dramatic situation oh. legally yeah. when they got back. And I, th- I think that's like, <clears throat> that's so interesting for me to like have them just allude to it. And then it's also just so real that there would be a second park like that. When they said that, like I would never have thought about it watching Jurassic park or thinking about Jurassic Park, I would have yeah. never thought this can't be where they're doing all of it. Like Hammond really made it seem like this is where every dinosaur is born and I'm here and I watch it and it's this tiny park <laughs> and it's contained and it's, that's it. Of, of course there's a site B where they're actually breeding them and, and raising them and like where most of the experimentation is happening. Of course there's mm-hmm. a site B and that's how it's described in the books too, is like actually like the majority of the operation is here. Everything that we had at yeah. Jurassic park is like a little front on Nublar, but at site B that's where we have the real thing. What's the, what's site B called? What's the name of the Island? Sorna. 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 Isla Sorna. Uh, I like getting to this, all this like behind the scenes stuff. Um, and so what we lose in this like sense of awe from the first movie, because they every subsequent Jurassic Park movie tries to replicate that like awe that everyone feels at the first like yeah. Brachiosaurus sighting in the first movie, and they none of them can live up to it. And yeah. I like how we make up for that in this like I think pretty realistic deep dive of the what actually how the world would deal on. with it. Yeah. Well, and what really was happening there? That of course it wasn't just one park and engines this tiny little startup or something. That's ridiculous. Of course, there's like way more to the story. Yeah, definitely. Everybody, everybody stuck to the NDA, even, you know, even Lex and Tim. Even the kids. And, and Malcolm is so pissed. He's like, don't bring the kids into this. Like the, of course they stuck with their NDA. They're not going to like, they don't need to put themselves at risk. Like you can tell he's being like protective of them and the fact that they have to stick by the NDA. Which is, I don't want to say like, it builds up to this, like he's a father figure kind of thing, but like he really didn't have a whole lot of interaction with the kids in the first movie. Like he's not the one that rescues them. He gets injured and separated from them. Actually, if memory serves, he never sees them again after the T-Rex paddock. Yeah. He never sees them again. Not until the end, but I think. Well, the end. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's a good point. And like Malcolm's a character they brought back. So obviously they're going to like pretend like there was a little bit more there. But I Mm -hmm. think the whole point of this opening thing is that there is a lot more there. There's a lot that happened after the end of the first movie that we didn't see. It's not like these people never saw each other again. They all would have been there signing NDAs. They all would have been involved with each other right after. And like, yep it seems like they had some kind because they don't say we haven't seen you since they say we haven't seen you in forever. Like we haven't seen you in a long time. Like it did what makes it seem like they did see each other after the incident. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we know that he maintains some version of a relationship with Sattler and, uh, 
Grant. Grant. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, I think it's, I think the read be- between the lines and like the sort of subtle exposition. Yeah. Bit, something's like, been going on. It's really interesting to like, just pick yeah. up what, what would have happened afterwards and that it actually makes a lot of sense. Of course, people asked about this and that comes up in the third one, right? They, it comes up for Grant as well. Yeah, that's how the third one actually starts is he's teaching in a, a symposium or he's leading a symposium at some college and he's like, does anybody have any questions? And all everybody raises their hands. He's like, not about John Hammond. And then some of them put it down and he's like, or the event in San Diego, which I was not a part of. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's so I, I those aspects of of. The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, I actually really like, despite yeah. their many flaws. But, um, And the other thing that's kind of different in this one is, like I said, we don't have that sense of awe, but we have a strong sense of dread. And I think this movie yes. does a good job of leaning into that of like, nope, it's not cute. Like they see the stegosaurus and it's like, oh, yeah, it's all it's all He's like, it's great now until it's not. And then there's the screaming no. and the running. Um, I will say yeah. this, though. The part that watching this this time, I was like, there's more to fear here from stupidity and ineptitude than the animals themselves. Because the other part of Hammond calling Malcolm there is to tell him about his nephew and the engine hostile takeover that he's now like, I don't care what happened. Uh, at Isla Nublar, I want those dinosaurs. I've got an impenetrable fortress in San Diego. Let's go fucking get them. Ridiculous. And does this yeah. guy come back in Fallen Kingdom, or is that just like totally retconned? Like this, like Hammond family or Hammond partners? And no, he like dies that. at the end of this movie. Oh yeah, he does. But he's literally he's on the boat with them. I swear, there's some callback when they bring in that family with the little girl in dominion that it's like, or sorry, in fallen kingdom, the main corporate bad guy in dominion is the guy who hired Nedry. He's the dude that made the locusts, right? That's the, maybe that's the callback that I'm thinking. Yeah. That might be what I'm thinking. Not Hammond's partner. Cause that whole, yeah. Cause he gets killed by like four Dilophosaurus. And that's, that part's fucking sick. I thought that was actually fitting too, that he dies the same way Nedry dies. I really loved dominion. I loved yeah, everything was, about Dominion. It was out of control. You know who else really loved those? And I thought this was an interesting take is my brother-in-law who never saw the original movie. He'd never seen any of the movies. Oh, he started with World? No, no. He started from the start, but like a year and a half ago. Oh, shit. That's He'd awesome. He'd never seen any of the Jurassic Park movies. And That's cool. I know, right? And like just by happenstance, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, he didn't grow up in the States, so like. Who knows? Like, oh uh, yeah. Like, I don't know whether that these movies were popular there at the time. I have no idea. But mm-hmm. he had never seen any of them, and he watched all six movies. Like, they watched them over the course of a couple weeks or whatever. Like, they marathoned them through, and yeah. he loved all of them. Like, he was just like, "No, Jurassic Park's fire. Let's go!" Like, I love Jurassic World. I love Dominion. Like, he was just like super here for it, and uh, and I like that take. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, ah, dude, I wish I knew somebody that that didn't like watch these as a kid it was that, a cool experience when he was watching yeah them through. it's kind of like matt watching 
Game, uh, Game of Thrones right now. Like I get yeah, to exactly. relive the exciting parts of this. Yeah. Or or like Matt not having watched The Fifth Element, things that carry a lot of nostalgia or that we were yeah. kids when we watched them or we had these really high expectations when they were coming out or we waited 15 years or we whatever. And exactly. And like go and just like bang it out and say what you think. Like with no expectations, nothing riding on it. Just I'm going to watch these movies. I don't know what it's about. If there are anybody, if there's anybody listening, I will create a watch party. You guys can come watch Star Wars with me. Anytime. That would be hilarious. We could live stream I it. I think it'd be, uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. See how many people you keep past episode four. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's real. so old. It's just, it's like I me know. playing an old video game like that. You know what I mean? Like the way that it looks, it's yeah. like hard to go and watch a movie that's that old, you know, yeah. like a 50 year old movie. It, like, well, that's the thing. Star Wars is almost 50 years old. Yeah. I think it'd be tough. Like. God, I don't so know. Crazy. Yeah, it's like they don't look it's I don't know. I just really get not wanting to watch stuff that's like old and shitty looking like that drove me crazy yeah. our whole time through the 80s. Right. I was like, I hate these movies. Like This is like so hard to watch uh, <laughs> if you don't have nostalgia for it. Yeah. Looking at you. Never ending story. Oh, I hated it. So Although much. we did pull back to the future and Karate Kid out of the 80s. So that was pretty great. Yeah, but those were that's different. Those were amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Those are different. I liked those. Yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not how that happens. Uh, It totally is. Um, Tell me why this movie is like should be part of the Fast and the Furious franchise. (laughs) Because it should be part of the Fast and Furious movie. All right, so guys, I told you in the beginning of this episode that there are facets of this movie that I don't like. And here they are. The family aspect of this movie is seriously. So insane to me. Everybody has a family in this movie. Malcolm has an adopted daughter who annoys the shit out of me throughout this entire movie. I don't think she's adopted. Oh, I thought he said that at the beginning. If she's not, either way, I don't know. I don't know. I just remember him saying he had all those kids in the first movie. Like, oh, you're right. Okay. I don't know why I thought he was. That's that's why he wasn't with her. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Never mind. You're right. You're right. You're right. So Malcolm's daughter, who annoys the shit out of me in this movie, um, she's just here it is. Um, Julianne Moore, her crew is her family. The T-Rexes have a family. Everybody's got a fucking crew in this movie. And it just like I feel like it's so overdone. It's just it's so overkill in this. Like, you know what it is? It's leave them alone. It's a very leave them alone situation to me. Well, it's like. It speaks to the theme we were talking about earlier of like preservation of the dinosaurs. Like one of the yeah. first things that Sarah says is that like the stegosaurus stay with their family like in the nest for longer than they thought that like because remember when this movie came out, this is very real. Like there was a long time where like dinosaurs are just the terrible lizards, right? Yeah. Like that's what that means. And it's like people they say it in the first movie too. These guys don't live in a swamp. They're a group. They travel in a herd. Yeah. Those are were really groundbreaking discoveries then like they didn't even really know at this point that dinosaurs had feathers when this movie was made Mm -hmm. Uh, that's why we don't get it until the third one by the way guys and the raptors have them on their heads yeah mandatory plug to watch prehistoric planet which is fucking so lit yeah this is basically Um, jurassic park the sequel (laughs) i know it's seriously so good and there's so much that we're still learning which is why that that show genuinely is cool because there's a lot that Mm -hmm. we're still learning about dinosaurs and it was really a revelation that they were, first of all, warm-blooded. 
and second of all, like cared for their young. Like that was mm-hmm. a real thing that was happening in the real world. And Sarah talks about it a lot. Like that's like a big part of her mission to being on the island is to prove that, that like mm-hmm. lots of different kinds of dinosaurs care for their families and that they're like empathetic, like emotional, intelligent animals. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's like her whole mission. And it's, I like it in this movie uh, in theory because it's like really in line with Jurassic Park's always kind of been about family. Like every movie has kids in it. Every movie has a, a parent child dynamic Yep. without exception. Like it's part of the, the thing that is Jurassic Park. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it does. You could argue the sixth one kind of doesn't. She's just there because no, I'm sorry. Cause they do make it about her because they're like, she's a successful human clone. We've got to kidnap her. And it's like, cool. Just laws don't apply. Yeah. They're parenting her and she's like being a teenager. No, yeah. they all are about this. It's just, sometimes it's stupider than other times. Like this one. Like, no, this is one of the better the ones. Next dude. One. The cloned children are the worst children. The clone is the worst of the child dynamics. <sighs> The two kids in, in Jurassic World are also pretty poor. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Your options are, shall we Shall we rank our Jurassic Park children? Our options yes, are Lex and Tim. Goat. Malcolm's daughter. Yeah, goat, obviously. Lex and Tim are goat. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, Malcolm's daughter. And then we have, actually, I think in my second place, probably going to be the kid from Jurassic Park 3 who survives alone like by using the T-Rex piss to stare T-Rex off piss, the yeah. raptors or whatever. Like, yeah, that kid is, that kid's definitely my number two in the third one. And then in Jurassic World, you have those two useless kids. The two who, brothers yeah. that somehow can restart a truck that's 30 years old. Super. They're doing great. Um, <laughs> and then, and then it's clone girl for the next two, the last, the final two. The like the big key thing for all of the kids in Jurassic Park is that they at some point face horrifying danger without a without an adult, right? Sure. Raptors in the kitchen. Raptors in the kitchen. Uh, what's her face when? She, well, okay, hold on. I don't know that it's always without an adult, but they- yeah, Malcolm's daughter is basically with them the whole time. Which. Yeah, she doesn't gonna... have any moments alone, but she's also just a single kid. It's the the pairs of kids have some moments alone. Yeah, moments like, alone they don't because they've got to figure shit out. Kid. Uh, but but my ranking of of Jurassic Park kids would be Lex and Tim, yep. kid from the third one who survived with the T Rex piss. Yep. Uh, two kids from Jurassic World. <laughs> They're all right. They come in third. Malcolm's daughter for fourth, and, and clone girl, terrible clone girl, uh, for last. I place. actually have to agree with that. Uh, yeah, I actually know. You know what? I mm, I think third place is a tie between the two kids from World and the T Rex piss kid. We should give him a different name, but like, oh, like for second and third place. For no, for it's like there. It's one, two, three, five. Like there's no fourth because like third. Where's Malcolm's daughter in it? She's fifth. Yeah, but there's six. There's only five kids. So you're putting her ahead of Clone Girl? Yes. There's six movies and five kids. Because Clone Girl. Oh, that's right. Because she's in the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's only five spots in this ranking. There's only five spots. (sighs) Shit. Then, yeah, mine's got to be the same as yours. Yeah. I think so, too. Guys, I want you to know that I am working on a way for us to stream on Twitch. And the first thing we're doing on Twitch 
you heard it here live recorded is we're doing fucking tier lists. Yes. And and we're going to have so much fun doing them. Yeah. And no, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to just, it'll, and it'll be my, and I'll decide. It'll be a hundred percent angry opinionated tier lists. And I'm so fucking excited. I have no patience for anyone else's opinion. Yep. On the things that they like, if it contradicts what I think. So (laughs) I'm going to tell you why I have a problem with this movie. And it kind of leads into the next section, which is dumb ways to die. Dumb ways to die. To die. Um, I absolutely hate that Malcolm's daughter thinks it's okay to just stow away on this fucking RV. It, it just, are you fucking insane? Why? First of all, but even more importantly, like, the thing that made Sarah fall for Ian was him telling the truth about the island, right? Meaning, like, she understood he saw these horrors and shit. Yeah, which means that uh, – what's the daughter's name? Kelly. Kelly. You Kelly it. Curtis. Fucking Kelly. Yeah, stows away aboard the support trailer. But she would have known, right? She would have known about the dinosaurs or at least have heard so, the stories. So, yeah, like- she would have heard all these horror stories. Sarah would have heard all these horror stories. And Sarah's first thought is, fuck what that guy told me. I'm going to go to the island. And then what happens? Because her stupid ass pulls a 1980s horror movie move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We should take the wounded baby T-Rex and we should bring it while it's crying, screaming into the night. Into our, we have no way of escaping RV. Yeah. And then we're going to leave our West Wing director of communications out in the Jeep to literally probably one of the most gruesome deaths they've ever done in any Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, where he gets torn apart. Literally gets ripped in half. Yeah, that was sick. I remember when when this came out in theaters, that was a, that kill was like considered pretty crazy to see it was pretty awesome especially with how good the cg t-rexes looked because they really did yeah and and they do actually look really um, good something we're not really talking about this episode because we really did it on the original jurassic park so if you want to hear more about the animatronics and like how they did the cgi and stuff go check it out there because not not that much had changed by this movie and they built the t-rexes right like they have the giant t-rex heads were a thing that they did like they had a lot of practical yes. effects in this movie that was not as cool as the first one but they were there and uh and the mix with cg is really good like the t-rexes look great so yeah that that yes, death was do. crazy but it is it's like vince vaughn brings this the baby t-rex and taking the baby t-rex is so fucking to dumb, this dude. movie what the storm and the power power outage is to the first movie. The thing oh, that yeah. takes it from like relative safety. We have a plan. We're staying on the outside of the island. There's no reason for predators to come here. That probably would have held true. Uh, it absolutely would have. They're on a fucking yeah. cliff with nothing around them. Yeah, they probably would have been at least more or less okay. And at that point, they were trying to call for someone to come and get them. They were never planning to go into the interior of the island from Mm -hmm. there. Like, they probably maybe would have been more or less okay. But Vince Vaughn brings back this baby T-Rex, and it's like, bitch, what the fuck? And beyond, beyond that, like, he's the one who's, like, the secret hardcore military guy, like, undercover military, who's, like, been all over the world and who, like, knew about the poachers. I guess are we calling them the poachers? Yep. He, knew, the, he knew Ngen was there. And well, Nick knew they were coming in. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so, like, he is definitely the person on this trip who should know that, like, fucking with fucking with the dinosaur is just stupid for anybody to do, but fucking with the thing that the bad guys were trying to get. You know what I mean? Like, even if he doesn't mm-hmm. know that that's going to invite the adult Rexes to come, he should know that it's going to invite trouble from InGen. So, yeah. like, why is he trying to save, like, and then and then Sarah... It's all like, oh, we're supposed to be observing. Nobody touch anything. And she's like touching the baby Stegosaurus. And she's like healing the baby T-Rex. And I'm like, bro, I've seen so many nature docs of people just like like documentarians not being able to help sick animals or hurt animals. Yeah. Like when you're committed to that and you are serious about it, you're serious about it. And Sarah Harding is not a serious person. <laughs> No, she isn't. I, in the in the fucking immortal words of Logan Roy, these are not serious people. It, <laughs> dude, the two smartest people in this movie are the big game hunter Roland something. The British guy who's like, I'm the in British charge. Dude. Everyone do what I say. Are you trying to camp on the game trail and stuff? Yeah, he's yeah. Smart. He's like, he you are kind of an idiot. I can never remember his name, but he which is actually pretty awesome and a, kind of a, like a stark difference from most quote big game hunters in Jurassic Park. He lives. And the reason he lives is because he has respect for the dinosaurs. Unlike the fuck ass idiot guy from Fallen Kingdom who's like, "Hey, the Indoraptor's totally tranked right now. I'm going to take a tooth from this still very much alive bioengineered killing machine that guy was a fucking moron but that but everything in fallen kingdom is like yeah low. like that's so it's not even really fair to compare <laughs> no like, it really he's, isn't he's an but idiot. no the guy in this one he was pretty smart and uh, malcolm is the second smartest one and malcolm yeah for sure who's mm-hmm. like everything he says everyone's like well we're gonna ignore that but he was right the whole time so right <sighs> and i love ian malcolm like he's such a great character in the franchise. Too. he was great in dominion like yeah die on this hill i love yeah. jurassic park or jurassic i mean watch that again tonight um i will tell you guys this though this movie has some pretty awesome we already said it shift getting ripped in half uh the paleontologist that engine brings has one of the coolest off-screen deaths he they're hiding behind the waterfall Oh, yeah. And the king snake slithers into his shirt and he flips out and runs out of it. And then he gets picked up by the T-Rex who's waiting for them outside. And then you know, he just gets taken up off screen and all of a sudden the waterfall just turns fucking red. It's so awesome. That was like, I loved that. But the number one with a bullet kill in this movie is all the dudes in the tall grass. Oh, definitely. The yeah. tall grass kills are very cool. And also, another so dumb rad. way to die by running in there. And they're even yelling, don't go into the tall grass. Yeah, the poacher's sidekick or whatever, Ajay, or whatever his name is, he's like, not into the long grass! And it's like, like there's nothing but long grass, yeah. and you're in the raptor territory. And, like, the raptor dread is really cool in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, it's very pervasive, and, like, I do like the way that they use dread instead of awe, because it's like, yeah. we've all seen it already, but we know going in, and the way that Ian's talking, it's like, this is not going to end well. Why are you doing this voluntarily? And it's yeah. like, we know in our heads, like, 
the problem is the the scariest thing in Jurassic Park is raptors, right? Like we know that yep. as an audience going into this. And I think that Spielberg makes really good use of our knowledge of that, even mm-hmm. if he made kind of a whatever movie. Um, <laughs> Especially because we don't even see them until yeah. about even further than halfway through the movie. Well, you don't even hear about them. It's like, we know, like there's yeah. all this talk about the T-Rex and we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how this goes. T-Rex is very scary, but like you can escape the T-Rex. The raptors are what's going to get you. And we yeah. know that. And then they do say after they deal with the T-Rex and they're planning like uh, to go into the interior of the island to get the radio signals from like the the main camp mm. uh, or the base or whatever. And they're like, okay, cool. So we'll just go do that. Right. And they're like, well, but we have the problem, which is the velociraptors. And it's like, Mm -hmm. and we as an audience, like I've been waiting for that to be the problem. Like I knew that was going to be the problem. Like, and that's (laughs) why, that's why Roland, the main big game hunter is like, he's my other favorite character in this movie. He's the one that's like, we're not doing that. Right. Yeah. He's he's not doing that at all. uh, Oh, what was his name? Moral compass. Oh, he's our Muldoon. Yeah. Muldoon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he like, yeah, he knows that danger. Muldoon would have been a great if he had, yeah, he would have been like, no, we're not even the greatest things in film history. So we're going to, it is, yeah, we're going to look at book and accurate, but it is one of the best deaths in film history. That's very true. Book accuracy. Jurassic Park's a great example of how to not adapt word for word, just like the last of us. Um, but yeah, so let's see other dumb ways to die. Okay. More comment on the T-Rex as a dumb way to die. Not only do they have all the uh, like all the reason to think that this is a bad idea that i listed prior but (laughs) sarah it's like this whole like her whole thesis everything that she is here to prove is that the t-rex's parents will protect the baby and she's like yeah good idea bring this screaming animal that they and she's been talking about how well it can smell she's very well aware of all of these things and they're like yeah what you know what you're right it has a broken leg it won't live bring it into the rv what the (laughs) fuck like Sarah, I'm again. This is not how conservationists behave. And fuck the T Rex, let it die. And like yeah. just myriad reasons that this is fucking stupid. And then beyond that, after this, they leave, and she has its blood all, all over, her. over her. Yeah, and she whilst she's saying like, it's not even like she mentioned the thing about it's all factory gland and mm-hmm. what a good smeller the T-Rex is and all of this. Like, it's not like she mentioned it a while back and like forgot in her trauma. It's like, she's <laughs> talking about it yeah. wall covered in blood. And it doesn't like, that doesn't click for her. Like, Oh shit. Yeah. And she obviously knows they're like, Oh, are you bleeding? And she's, she's not like, Oh, am I covered in blood? She's like, Oh yeah, it's not mine. It's the baby T-Rex. And it's like, so Sarah, so we just forget about this other shit you just set up earlier. Like cool. you're an idiot, right? Like she's like, I just am kind of like, you seem really smart and you seem like, you know, a lot, but you're like critical up to that point. Skills. She seemed really smart. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like it's not long <laughs> before this happens. And it's just like, well, and again, it's Roland. Who's like, why the fuck did you bring that into the camp? Yeah. For once, we're listening to the big game hunter correctly. Like we're we're doing the right thing. Yeah, like he's like, oh, the right thing we do. have to go. Well, it's also like, yeah. First of all, he's the smartest guy in the movie, and and it's just Sarah. What what really bothers me is that it's not as though it's like this guy who understands predators and like is careful versus this like 
bleeding heart conservationist. Oh, I know. She's been talking about how you're not supposed to intervene. The whole time. She's been like, it's like, Sarah, you're not following your own rules. You're not following the hunter's rules. You're not following Malcolm's rules. Like you're not making sense. Like you are a walking contradiction. Like what's wrong with you? I just realized, yeah, it's three, three different people tell her in some way herself included herself included indicate how fucking dumb what she's doing is (laughs) (laughs) it's incredible it's genuinely incredible the other thing that like and this is just like i understand it's for the sake of timing or whatever but like the other thing that really kind of bothered me about this movie and sarah and sarah's crew or whatever absolutely no one has a reaction to shift getting killed Who? no one is like the dude that gets ripped in half oh yeah yeah toby no one is like yo what happened to our guy or nick is like i did this i brought him holy shit like it's my fault that he's dead or whatever no one does that they're just like engine you saved us thank you let's move on yeah they mention at one point they're like be respectful or like hey man is dead like they say something yeah but nick's not like i did that no, and there's not really any grief, like whether he blames himself or whatever that like transpired, like however that presents, like no one really is yeah. grieving or worried. And like, but I also get that they're like actively in trauma. No, and I get that too. And it's like, you're, there's no like no rest for the wicked or whatever. Yeah. But their active trauma is also not displayed very well on screen. So, you know what I mean? It's not very like, it's not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you the most realistic kill. Like the one that makes sense to me, not like this is a dumb way to die, <laughs> is our second appearance of the copies and the dude going off to go to the bathroom. It was a dumb way to die. I mean, well, okay. So he's going off by himself and the only person he tells is a guy with headphones on. So that's his own stupidity. But it's not like he did something and then all the compies are there. Like they found him while he was there. Well, he was the one who was like shocking them with the shock stick too. But no, he did do something. With, what he did was called walk away on your own in a Jurassic well, Park yeah. movie. Like, <laughs> Jurassic Park movie. Dude, don't you know what movie you're in? No like- <laughs> kidding. Like he, he just went to take a piss, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to go that far. If I was so, in that okay, situation, that was, I would just a good point. squat down right where I am. I would barely go to the edge of camp. I would just do this or, whatever is considered respect, like uh, the closest that I could be to the group while still being respectful, and I would pee. Dude, seriously, the guy with headphones, man's leaning up against a tree. Just go on the other side of that tree, bro. Yeah, yeah. just, t- just your dude, turn your back. Like I just don't understand why he's like going hiking to find a spot to pee for real, and it's just like you're. It was absolutely a dumb way to die. Um, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Now that I'm it was about so it. so so dumb. The you know what I didn't say the um the waterfall bit also comes from the first book. Yeah, yeah, like a big mm-hmm. portion of that. Um, yeah, and like the T Rex swims, and in the first book they have the. Water ride, the water ride. The There's like the 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 floating lagoon like trip the, or whatever. Like a, yeah, what's it called? It's like the wild the river ride, the river. Or yeah, ride yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes an appearance in the third one, kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. It does. No, it makes a, a solid appearance in the third one. Like you definitely see it. It's not the same because in this one, it's well, like it's a not a ride. It's like a crane, and the Spinosaurus can swim. No, but you see that it's there. It's it's alluded to. 
and then you see oh no sorry you see a river that's not what i'm thinking of it's in jurassic world where you see the river ride the lazy yeah, river have, that's what i'm trying to think of lazy it's a river, lazy river. river. Yeah. it's a lazy river and but in the first book the lazy river is one of the things that they do or that yeah. they're planning to do, or they talk about they're it. They're about like, to it's finish about to be it. Opened, and then they end up on it with Grant mm-hmm. and the kids. And the T Rex chases them, and they have to swim into the waterfall. Um, obviously, Grant and the kids don't get murdered. But anyway, let's murder, see. What other, what other dumb ways to die <laughs> were in this movie? The the raptor grass was crazy how many people got killed off at once. Everybody. It's just about every member of the engine crew is, yeah. is killed. Uh, Jay is killed. I think only like. Roland and like three or four other guys. But then here's what's also irritating is when the morning comes, there's still enough crew to load the captured dinosaurs. Yeah, that's true. Roland's like, I caught the T-Rex. <laughs> like, let's get out of here. Well, it might have been added crew that came because they were being rescued at that point. So it might uh, I guess that's true because he did radio for them to get them out. Yeah, it might yeah. be new arrivals who came to get them off. Yeah. But- I like how they do have to like work together though. Like that it's all one big group going into that tall grass Mm -hmm. where like they didn't think that they were going to have to like figure out a way to like work together. Like they all thought that they had a way off. Yeah. They they all thought they had their own way out of there. Yeah. And effectively the power goes out, right? Like they bring Mm -hmm. the baby T-Rex in and they trash everything and then they have to work together to like get into the interior. Like this is a cool, like I wish I really, really liked this movie right up until after the tall grass. Right up until San Diego. No, not even quite. Almost. But I think that the raptor stuff after the tall grass was jumping the shark. I think the tall grass was great. I think there should have been way significantly more of it in a more intense. Like it happened so quickly. It should have been way cooler because then it's like. You can just the hear like Johnny Hanna, the right? Yeah. <laughs> like jumping yeah. in and out of the window looks ridiculous, and her gymnastics are ridiculous, and coming off the roof like it. I all, forgot about that. It yeah. stops having that like contained fear of like raptors in the kitchen is so realistic. Mm-hmm. It's and this is just asking now me it's like, a lot. It's too much of an action scene. What's so good about Jurassic Park was the fact that like that we didn't know actual not, kids. There's no action heroes featured in yeah. the original Jurassic Park. Like Ian Malcolm gets almost murdered instantly and is done. Mm-hmm. Grant. The one action hero gets fucking dropped by his own Raptors. Yeah. Like one action dude like, is fast. like, I. It's so yeah. contained. It's so real. It's so suspenseful. And this became an action movie instead of a suspense movie because Jurassic Park was not an action film. And yeah. this became one. And I think that in doing that, it jumped the shark a little bit for me. And and the franchise continues to do that. Like that what makes Jurassic Park great is it's contained suspense and they can't carry that on after that original movie. And it's like, I think if they could have done a much longer suspense scene with, with the Raptors in the tall grass, it would have been great, but it feeds into this like insane action scene, which is followed by San Diego, which is fun to watch, but it's in unhinged. So yeah, it all falls apart from there, but I really like this movie up until then. It had a, some good suspense in the, but it also was like trying and failing to rip off the first movie. Like that, the RV hanging off the cliff was just this like yeah. ramped up version of the Jeep over the kids. And well, it's, it's like, Malcolm's T-Rex paddock moment. Like that's, it's him getting to do that shit. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's, it's the, it's the car situation, the glass, right. the, the falling. It's just, it's just like a 
a rip on the first movie on steroids and i don't <laughs> yeah. know that it works very well whereas well, in fallen sorry in dominion and even to an extent in jurassic world which is why those are my my two and three spots yeah what when they try to rip off shit it's like so funny and crazy and awesome like it works like when they scale oh, it up yeah. in jurassic world it works but this movie should have been way more contained and not gone to San Diego. It should have been about getting to the interior. Getting out known. of, yeah. Just getting, getting to the, to the radio and yeah. Get to the radio that's and you're done. It should have been. Should have been, that's it. And you're done. But because they have this like crazy poacher plot, <laughs> like the poacher plot Side should have been beam. trash. They should have all admitted, they should all have had character arcs in the middle where they're like, no, you know what? We just need to get out of here. Yeah. And everybody work together or something and get to the interior and have a way more suspenseful thing with the Raptors where it gets more and more dangerous as they go in. And like, maybe it goes into the next morning instead of just happening that one night. Yeah. You know, well, like, and so better. here's the other fucking issue that I have with this is first of all, and maybe it's just because I'm a dog dad now, but I didn't need the T-Rex eating the dog in the oh. backyard. I didn't need that shit. Like it's so that's, why dude like he scared the the dog and the dog went back into the doghouse and then the other issue is the kid's shining a flashlight in the the t-rex's eye from his bedroom and we never find out what happens to that house the next thing we see is just the t-rex is moving through the neighborhood somewhere else like we know for a fact you don't do that shit like i viscerally remember tim yelling turn the light off like because that's how the kids almost die in the first one and it just everything that happens in San Diego, only one person dies, and it's the guy who gets killed behind the car who tries to run inside the locked blockbuster. Um the T-Rex picks him up and kills him in the street and then makes his way to a neighborhood. The T-Rex does a lot of like collateral damage. Yeah, yeah not a lot of killing because it's, it's looking for its baby. It's not actually trying to hunt. Because the the ending scene, like we might as well throw this in there now. The the ghost raptors that we referred to. Oh my god! Like so, a lot yeah. of the San Diego stuff doesn't make sense because they cut a lot. Like you see when mm-hmm. when the boat first arrives in San Diego, which that whole plot line is taken from the first Jurassic Park movie. The the. There were raptors on the boat. Yeah, raptors on the boat that leaves the island, and they see this. It's like the boat that drops them off on the island has raptors on it when it leaves and it's like so yeah. they're on the island and like not only does the power go out and like they're fucked and they can't get off the island but it's like the real ticking clock in the first book is that they know that there's raptors on the way to the mainland and they're trying to prevent like they're like pretty like grant and sattler are superheroes in the book and they're like very confident in the fact that they're going to survive <laughs> like they're like we got this but we got to get word <laughs> to the boat that they have a raptor and so, so this whole plot line sort of is taken from that idea and in this one they cut the raptors but they it's a cut scene it's not they didn't cut it from the book they filmed it and cut it from the movie and that's why when it shows up in san diego there's like some Every member of the crew is hand. dead. Yeah. yeah, the whole crew is dead, but the T Rex is still contained, and it's like, what killed them? When yep. I was a kid, I used to think it was the baby T Rex that the little one must have got out. Yeah, but that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Nope, because he's not even on the boat. Yeah. Um, the other issue. So obviously, guys, you know that's the biggest plot hole that this movie has is what killed them, and it's obviously it's one of those things. Just like Bambi too, it's answered in a, another movie, or it's answered in a deleted scene, or whatever. The, yeah. Um, 
the ship arrives in San Diego and it's like, we've been trying to hail these guys for like three hours and no one is answering. And then the ship just fucking runs right into the dock. Like full bore, no stopping, whatever. Then the crew tries to jump onto the ship and figure out what's going on. And we find a severed hand holding onto the helm and nothing gets explained. No, they just. We don't know. The T Rex is still contained, and we know that because the only reason the T Rex gets out is because of someone else's stupidity that tries to open the cargo bay. Yeah, for real. That's like the that dumb ways to die, man. Like this movie. But yeah, it's 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 really weird, and it's like one of the most obvious, like dumb plot holes I think in all cinema. Mm -hmm. Like it's and 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 especially because like we do know the answer. It is just a it's something they cut from the movie, but that makes it so much more egregious when it's like. So we don't why, have an answer. Yeah. But why did Sp- it's a Spielberg movie? How does that mm-hmm. get not how does that not get done in like any explanations? Yeah. Or just all the way cut? Like why don't if they cut it, why didn't they cut that part? It and they can't cut that part because the, the That's how the T-Rex gets out. The boat crashing and the T-Rex getting out is all predicated on everyone being dead, but they don't like they could have just like thrown some compies in there. They could I don't know what, man, but like it's crazy to me that they left it like that. It's the worst editing legit ever. What they could have done. And honestly, this could have been solved. It could, everything could have happened the exact same way. Boat arrives hand on the helm. No one knows what's going on. It literally could, as soon as the guy opens the cargo hold, because the way that the T-Rex emerges is very Godzilla. You like, Mm -hmm. you see his back and then he blows the gate open and he's like, I'm here. All (laughs) they had to do was put a Raptor in the T-Rex's mouth. Put a dead raptor in the T-Rex's mouth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have absolutely done it, and that would be sick. That's very good rewriting, Scott. Thank you. That's all we had to do was the raptor had the run of the boat, and then he made the mistake of finding out what else was on the ship, and T-Rex, you know, raptor fucked around and found out. And... And that would have been in line with everything that is Jurassic Park. Like It totally would have. Right. You know, if they ever did, like, a... Not that they would, because they never <laughs> do. But if they did like a re-release, like a remaster, like they used to do with all the Star Wars movies and all the shit yeah. that Lucas added in, if Spielberg ever were to do that with the Jurassic Park, like put a the original too, yeah, put yeah. a raptor in that T Rex's mouth and fix that plot hole. Because you're right, that would fix it. Um, and it's that is crazy. Um, yeah. Other questions. I feel like this moves us into the rumor requirement. Yeah. Some other questions that I have that don't make sense. How did they get to the island when the boat won't drop them? Because the the guy on the like on the fishing boat or whatever is like scared, and they have all this oh, yeah. equipment. How did they get like an RV onto the island mm-hmm. when they're like go in this dinghy or this little tiny like a little boat? I won't take no you. idea. They built the RV on the island, but like we piece see by that piece, they, that's not true. We see no, there I know must have been helicopters. I just don't understand. Like, yeah. If there's a helicopter, why would you want the boat to go there anyway? If there's a, like, what the fuck? Like, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Also, the equipment that engine brings would require, like, dude, a cargo ship. But then, like, if that's the case, then how, what was your plan to get the dinosaurs back? Because now you've got all this extra weight on the ship, plus the vehicles, plus the dinosaurs, plus a whole crew. Like, it just, they're... The boats don't add up in this. Like the helicopters can't take them from Isla Sorna all the way back to San Diego because we know that that's like fucking 
hundreds of miles away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just it doesn't oh, a, a lot of the logistics of this don't make any sense. And it's yeah. stuff like that that makes a movie feel really good. Like when it's why smaller stories make better movies. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't open yourselves up to like, but who brought all of the tanks mm. onto the island? Like, okay, we could have just had the Jeep and, you know, the Jeep did great, guys. We, yeah. didn't, need to, we did, didn't need to escalate like this. Oh, yeah. And they have all these like, oh, dude, I forgot. I can't believe we didn't mention this. But they have all of these like futuristic vehicles. Like, I will suspend belief that we can like pull DNA from an amber and clone dinosaurs. That's fine. That's the premise of the movie. But what irritates me is these fucking transformer Jeeps that they have <laughs> that have these fucking weird ass seats that just shoot out into the like. They were like, they're bespoke though. I could believe that, that you would make those specifically for your dinosaur hunt. Uh, I mean, I they guess. They made the high hide for the dinosaur hunt. That's true. They did make the high hide for the dinosaur hunt. That's fine. The high hide was cool. Yeah. Bunch that's the only, that's the only indication that they get too. I liked that part. I completely forgot about that. Holy shit. Like, did you watch the movie, Scott? <laughs> no, I do. I did. But like, it was a, it's one of those things where it's like, we were supposed to do this like a long time ago, like a week ago. No, you're fine. <laughs> well, yeah, we were, but like, I also realized watching this one. And then after uh, Andrew and I watched independence day that every movie that Jeff Goldblum is in, in the nineties, he says, must go faster, must go faster, must go faster. He, he says say it, it in independence. He day? says it in Independence Day when they're trying to escape the mothership. He says it in Jurassic Park when they're outrunning the T-Rex. I'm pretty sure he says it in this when they're talking about outrunning the T-Rex into the long grass. And actually, no, he may even be saying it when they're driving the baby back to the ship. I still think this is one of the better Jurassic Park movies. I just don't think it's as good as Dominion. No, I so you now, yeah, I would say Dominion's better than this. I will be starting a new subject for um, or a new category for every Jurassic Park from this movie going forward of stupidest person in each movie. We can keep it with this category. We've already determined Julianne Moore. It's Julianne Moore in this one. It is uh, the mom in the third one. Well, and, no spoilers for the new category. Well, okay, sorry. But no, totally. It's the mom in the third one. Who would have been in the first one? Who's the dumbest one in the original movie? The lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Hammond. <laughs> Hammond. Yeah. <laughs> Nedry for leaving the other door, the other yeah, car door. Yeah, Nedry. Over. Nedry's for she had to yeah. actually. <laughs> Hard to say. Hard to say. This is the first movie. It's a lot of buffoonery. Shit. Julianne Moore in the second one, without doubt, though. Yeah. Speaking of Julianne Moore, because we're still in the room of requirement, Julianne Moore only did this film to pay the ridiculous divorce fees that she had just had to award to her ex-husband, but also did so because she wanted to work with Steven Spielberg and is on record saying it is one of her most favorite experiences ever. I bet this was super fun to film. I bet these are super fun to film. I bet yeah. they're just super shitty to watch. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, <laughs> there's not a single Jurassic Park movie that I don't enjoy watching. If I would go watch Jurassic Park three right now, if I wasn't no. so into my Witcher rewatch, but um, oh, I just watched the trailer for the third season for which is so far. So, yeah, I, but it's be um, awesome. but no, like they're they're all good, even when they're bad, they're all good. Like I, they are. I can't Jurassic do three. Park is fucking fire! I'll do three over. Uh, over Fallen Kingdom any day. Fallen Kingdom is the worst one, but like 
They're good. I just, I love all of these movies and I bet they are a blast to film. And like, I just feel like, I don't know. Like we just talked about this with like Chris Pratt fatigue, right? And we just talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Of like how <laughs> bullshit that is. If I'm just like, but did you see him ride the motorcycle next to the Raptors? Like at a certain point, can't something be so cool that it's beyond reproach? That just, it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to look at it any more deeply than that. It, it, I'm going to make you eat your words right now. Why? That's how I feel about Transformers. <laughs> oh, you guys can't see it, but the look uh, on her face. <laughs> bro. Oh, Yeah, for man. the first Transformers movie. So, see? But after that. The first Transformers movie is the first Jurassic Park movie. And everything after that is like rock is fun. Yeah, except is it is it fun? No, I hate Revenge of the Fallen, which is the second one. But the third one is sick as fuck. The third one is arguably one of my favorite. Is that the one where they get rid of Shia LaBeouf? That's the last time Shia LaBeouf's in it. That's oh, the one where they get rid of Megan Fox. I might not have seen that one. Oh wait, maybe I have seen that one where they get she has the he has like the blonde girlfriend. Yes, and Patrick yeah. Dempsey's in it. Yeah, that one's acceptable. Yes, it is. The first one's really good, but it's not Jurassic Park. No, I'm not saying they're equal. I'm just saying if franchises go as like, yeah, the first one's good, and then the rest are like raucous trash. Like, but yeah. they're still fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can, it's, it's you're not you're not totally wrong. You're not totally. I know. Wrong. But I don't I don't think that Transformers is cool enough to be as to be beyond reproach. I really don't like them. Compared to, like, come on, Chris Pratt wrangled that dinosaur. I know. He punched a fucking Dilophosaurus in the face. In the like, face. Yeah. Come on. Is there, I can't, I don't know that there's anything in Transformers that is on that level of just like, you know what? You're right. This is great. This is awesome. I'm not sure, but maybe it's because I kind of refused to watch them because it was so So bad. we'll see. That's So that's what I was going to say, guys. I will watch every single one of these Transformers movies. Lindsay will only be on for Transformers 2007. And then it's up to me to do the rest of them. If you want to do the rest of them. No, I'm not going to make you do that because I love you. I would be, I could be persuaded to (laughs) what I, here's what I'll, here's what I'll say. Here's a promise I'll make to you and to our listeners about Transformers. (laughs) Beyond the first movie, I'll watch the movie. I will appear on the podcast. I will get shattered for the episode. And I will do no prep work. I'll take no notes, oh, I'll put no yes. intellectual thought into like what the anything. I actually is prefer that. You come in with nothing, and I'll just and I'll just be here. Be here. I'm fucking. I'm here for that. I'm telling you guys right now, Scott. Not a moment of time beyond actually watching the movie. No, that's fair because Scott will be doing that for the sequel trilogy, which Lindsay oh, still is debating whether or not I'm even going to be allowed on those episodes. So you're of course allowed on. I know. But we'll Probably. see. Last little fun fact in the rumor requirement before I get us out of here. Um, the Because we were talking about it earlier and we didn't mention it because it's a huge deal in the first one is the animatronics and the seamless CGI. But a little fun fact for you guys is that the animatronic for the two T-Rexes weighed well over nine tons and were so massive that the sets actually had to be built around them rather than they brought into the sets. So it does kind of give you a scope of like, dude, holy shit. Like they learned a lot from the first movie, but also like 
Shut in the first movie, dude. when the T-Rex got wet, it came to life and scared the shit out of the crew. So, like, maybe they're not. No, it's like they just tried to double down on everything and just make it bigger, yeah. better in Texas. And it's just like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know that that was the path to success in this case. I think that I don't think this it was. movie would have been fire if it had stayed a little bit smaller, even maintaining the poacher stuff. I think I think you could have kept the larger yeah. world building scope of the movie, but made it a more contained, like kept it suspense instead of action. Like they really changed genre in this movie. I really yeah. will die on that hill. I think they changed genre. I think and, well and halfway through it does, yeah. Yeah, it's, halfway through the movie. And, yeah. and there's hints of it earlier. Like it everything scaled up. But yeah, they like halfway through the movie change genres and then it stays that way for the rest of the franchise, at which point it gets so crazy that it starts to work. Like in Dominion, there's like, so like you ever, do you ever remember suddenly the, the motorcycle chase scene in Dominion that takes place like somewhere in the middle East, like sometimes, or like North Africa or something. Sometimes I'm like, Oh yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. That's there's like a whole there's fucking like part of that movie. Yeah. A thousand dinosaurs and they're all cage fighting. Like, Oh yeah, the underground fight club for dinosaurs and shit. The dude that gets what? killed by a seg- on a Segway. Yeah. It's genuinely amazing. Like it's sometimes I like just remember that that's a thing and it's like, yeah, Dominion's fucking fire. So Well, now that we're here, what would you give because we didn't agree with Rotten Tomatoes, what would you give this movie? I mean, it's a Jurassic Park movie and it's like a pretty okay one. I would give it like a 7.9. That's way higher than I thought. That's way higher than I thought. All the Jurassic movies are going to sit above a 7.5. A 7.5, yeah. No question. They're going to be somewhere between that straight C and an A plus star 10 out of 10. (laughs) Yeah. 12 out of 10. I mean, Jurassic Park turned up to 11. Jurassic Park is my favorite movie. Yeah, we turned that up to 11. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't turn it up to 70. Like, I love We might have, actually. Actually, I think that might have been the last movie we turned up to 11. I think that might have been a 12 for me, honestly. Like I'm Jurassic Park sure was, was so like that's the yeah. greatest movie ever made. It is my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And bar none, it's the best movie ever made. So everything in the franchise is gonna sit pretty high for me. Not all of them are gonna be above a B, but this one's gonna sit right at the seven nine, and then like Dominion and Jurassic World will will get higher for me. Yeah. None of them are an are an A movie unless unless I'm feeling spicy about Dominion. Oh my god. We'll see when we get there. What are I you I can't thinking? like be mad about it, but I can't like because this isn't that movie for me, like it's not that guy pal for me. Like I have to give this like a six eight. Like a six point eight. And the it only reason so many more questions for me about how you then think that this is better than the first. I need you to watch. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like I changed my mind after we walk talked it about it. Walk it back. I did walk it back. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just like, honestly, the thing that keeps this movie afloat for me is the inventive kills in this. But yeah. I, I, I actually have to agree with you. Like once we get out of the tall grass and we get back into just Kelly dealing with them, I'm like, come on, dude. Like they're digging under the door. It's just yeah, like your gymnast skills are what saved you. Like this is so ridiculous now. And now yeah, it's just an action movie. And, yeah, yeah. Action movie doesn't work, right? No, it doesn't. And I think that's, I think that's probably why fallen kingdom fell apart for me too, is it was such an action filled attempt. I think 
Fallen Kingdom tried to be claustrophobic again, putting them back yeah. in the house. It, and it did a pretty okay job of it in some pieces. Yeah, it was scary. That I hate, but there's a lot of Fallen Kingdom that's legit scary. Like, I don't know. All the Jurassic, they're all over a sea for me. They're all good. They're all okay, good. you know what I just realized? I And it's only because... We were talking about the kids earlier. The reason that this one falls apart in the scary department is Kelly is not afraid of the Raptors. She has a gymnast way of dealing with them. We don't have a jello shaking on the spoon moment for Kelly in this. No, she's scared of the T-Rex. Her fear is pretty convincing when she wants to go into the high hide and stuff. But no, it's not like Lex and Tim. Well, and because like like Spielberg said, the, the kids who played Lex and Tim were legit horrified. With that thing coming down on them, like that was great. That was like they they didn't even need to be acting. Like they were real scared. So they were genuinely terrified for the whole yeah. glass shattering on the top of the jeep part. Yeah, that was. By the way, I forgot to mention this, guys, before I get us out of here. But uh, Lex and Tim were actually originally part of the first, second, third, and fourth drafts of this movie. They were only cut when they decided to make it about uh, engine hostily taking over. Yeah, because then that's like complicated inheritance stuff for them too. It's like a different, different. Movie. Exactly, and then their whole NDA thing and not bringing the kids into it thing didn't really make sense for Malcolm, so they gave him a daughter instead. I mean, yeah, he had kids. He said he had like three or four in the first one. It makes sense. Well, yeah, but then like she's never mentioned again. I wish he had. I wish there had been like a throwaway line in Dominion about that. Like, you really think I'm going to bring my kids back to this or whatever? Like, yeah. But whatever. Um, okay, Jurassic Park's sick. Uh, Take that. <laughs> um, yeah, guys. So as always, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves and maybe even learned something about how obsessed Lindsay is with this. Join us next week for Batman and Robin. <laughs> so excited! Oh, shit, that's next week. It is next week. Uh, I am going to tell you guys right now. Uh. Well, that's our next movie coming up. Schedule may be adjusting. Yeah. The schedule may be adjusting. We may be making a couple changes. I do want to be as vague as possible, but I do want to send my love out to Matt and his family right now. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, They're going through some stuff. I'm going to leave it at that. that, Yeah, we love you. Uh, but yeah, Matt may be on there for that one for us, but otherwise, yeah, join us. Oh, again. I see what you're saying around scheduling because Matt's going to come on Batman and Robin. We might have to yes. change that schedule. I was exactly. like, no, we'll do it. Cause I have my party next week. I was thinking about that and I'm like, no, Ooh, totally. Fuck. It's the week after that, that we'll have to move things around for me Yeah, um, or just record late in the week. But yes, we may have to move some things around, uh, for Max. We want him to be able to be on with us uh, mm-hmm. and to take care of what he's got to take care of. So yeah. Love you, dude. Anyway. Yeah, join us next week for Batman and Robin, but be sure to subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well as follow us on all of our social media. You can find the links to our social media in the episode descriptions. And if you would like to support the podcast, we do encourage you to follow us on Patreon where you can find all of our show notes for each and every episode. Make sure to check out our website for all the timeline goodies, including request the timeline. Let us know what you guys want to see and we'll make it happen again. This is like the third time we've mentioned this, but if you guys really do want us to cover MIB, we will do MIB if you request it. I don't want to add it unless somebody asks for it. Yeah. But if someone asks for it, I won't be mad. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like, I don't want to do it, but if someone does it, like, I will. (laughs) Um, But yeah, honestly, guys, until next time, stay nerdy and stay out of the long grass.